This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Ladies and gents, welcome back once again. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. We're back. Unfortunately, we got to talk about a loss. You guys know how it goes. We talk about the good and the bad on our show. That's what we do. That's a part of life. Adversities, right? You face them. You get through them. You march on to the next best thing. But before we can march on to the next best thing, in this episode, we will recap the loss against the Houston Texans. Of course, talk about what went wrong, the, the few things that went right, and then, of course, look for brighter days. The preview for the Baltimore Ravens is all on this show. Pat P, also, before we get into our conversation about this episode, we got we to gotta, we gotta keep pushing, pushing, pushing the envelope in regards to what we're doing as a podcast, as podcasters, right? All right, mm-hmm. keep voting for us fans. Please help us out by voting in the single awards. Our conversation with the great Troy Palomalu was nominated as a finalist in the best sports individual episodes category, mm-hmm. and we need your help to seal the deal. Steeler Nation, do what you do best, and please support. Go out, get your votes in, so we can go ahead and bring home this award. All right, Pat Pete, you got to do it. We got to recap yep. it. That's what we do. We got to talk about the good and the bad, the ugly, the pretty, whatever. Texas recap. Texas go out. Big win for them and their organization. Taking care of business against our Pittsburgh Steelers, 30-6. to six. My prediction on last week's episode was 2016 in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Clearly, I was all the way off, but it is what it is. Uh, for you, Pat P, being a participant in that ball game, I was watching from afar. I should have been there. That's the thing. God. <laughs> it was close enough to you. <laughs> yeah, I should have been there. I probably I, I, I haven't attended the game. Well, you guys haven't lost the game in which I have attended. So we, yeah. we got to figure out what's going on. But Pat P, man, why did the Houston Texans, the offense, of course, they had some San Francisco-like vibes in regards to their scheme. But why did they offense have success? I mean, against your defense, to say the least. Um, for the most part, man, we, we, we have to do a better job of, you know, smashing a run, mm-hmm. perimeter runs to be specific. Um, and we got to be better tacklers as a unit, you know, and I think that's something, um, that's going to help us be better as a defense, especially against the run. Yeah. Um, and then as you know, when, when you, when you're able to, when you're, able to have big uh, big plays in the run game on the perimeter that's when you're able to you know open up trick plays and you know screens and things like that so play action um yeah play action so once we get a better hold on the 
of, 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 of smashing the run, putting teams more in predictable downs, uh, we'll find ourselves being more successful, in my opinion. Yeah, and talk about success. Their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, was very, very successful. Uh, second most pass yards uh, through a four-game career in NFL history behind Cam Newton. He has 1,212 to be exact. C.J., first rookie in NFL history with 300-plus pass yards <clears throat> and zero interceptions in any four-game span. What impressed you the most about the rookie C.J.? I would say they did, they, they did a good job of putting him in, in position to be successful. Um, I already knew that he was a, a, a you know, a, a prototypical quarterback watching him at Ohio State um, and watching him through the first three weeks of the season. You can just tell that, you know, the game is starting to come to him and mm -hmm. he's just making all the right throws, putting the ball where it's supposed to be, not hurting his team as far as turning the ball over um, and just being real smart with the football. You yeah, know, that's no some, interception that's so far. That's good. That's yeah, good that's something him. that a lot of rookie young uh, rookie quarterbacks have a problem with. You know, just trying to do too much. You can just tell he's not doing too much, but he's comfortable, and the team is doing a great job of you know of putting him in position to be successful. As far as the game plan, uh, game planning, uh, and how they're implementing implementing their uh, play calling uh, to put him in the right position. For you guys and individually, what felt like the turning point for the team during that ball game? Because the first half, it was, um, you know, defense kind of got off to a slow start, and then you started yeah. holding them to field goals. But at some point in time, it kind of got out of your hands. What what do you feel feel like was the turning point? I probably said there's no excuse, um, but this because I feel like when we came out of the, in the second half, we kind of started to take the momentum from yeah. from them, and we couldn't really. Um, doing it, we got two field goals out of you know you know out of those possessions that we had some good drives on, um, but I believe the fourth and one when we wasn't able to convert, I believe that's when they was able to regain mm. the momentum yep. and regain their confidence within themselves because if you look at the game when we came out of halftime uh, offensively we was moving the ball up and down the field, defensively we I believe like three or four three and outs. So we started to play some good ball, some good team ball. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone, I believe. Once we failed that fourth and one, that's mm -hmm. when it was kind of like, ah, they kind of recaptured the momentum. And I'll say this as a fan, and I'll be the voice for the fans. Right now, our offense, they're not good enough to play winning football from behind. They're not, they're not that offensively, they're not the offensive squad that can go ahead and be battle tested and fight and claw from behind. So it puts more pressure on the defense because you're in a situation, and I'm just speaking on what I've seen and what four games of play, and the fans can can chime in in our comment section on, on YouTube as well. Let me know how you feel. But what I'm seeing with, with our offense, if our defense is not playing stifling, playing straight lockdown type play, creating sacks, creating turnovers, getting sacks, creating turnovers, giving great field position and getting off to a fast start. If you guys don't do that, our offense right now, as we see it today, they're not good enough to hold a fort down. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. As you know, being in the league for such a long time, as, as many years as you played, what year, this 13 for you? Yep. 13, you already know, when you're playing against the best in the world, regardless of what their record is, 
regardless of how young their team could be or old, at some point in time, either side got to be able to hold each other's each other up. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And right mm-hmm. now, the offense is not there yet. So hyper. Well, what we saw was defensively, they drove the ball down the field. You know, put points on the scoreboard, and that instantly was like a gut punch to the offense. Like for our listeners and viewers, you know how it feels. If you got punched in the gut, it takes all the air out of you. And right now, they're not good enough to be able to basically say, tell the defense without telling the defense, oh, we got y'all. Like, we got y'all back. Prime example, Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl against Arizona. For us, defensively, we wasn't at our best. We, we, we didn't play dominant football like we played the entire 2008 season in that Tampa Super Bowl against Arizona. But guess what our offense did? You know what? Y'all, y'all have issues getting stops. You know what? We're going to come bail y'all out. We got y'all. And maybe be, maybe we stayed up all night. That's why we didn't have a good game because we didn't get no sleep. Man, but that's another topic. Yeah, we playing Blu-ray all night for the fans. Yeah, that's probably why we didn't have a good game. But in the National Football League, at some point in time, one side can be the dominant one, but you're going to need that teammate. You're going to need Scottie Pippen to show up sometime for Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, we're not, you're not getting that. And that's no excuse, but that's just how, how I see it from watching from afar. If y'all get up to a great start, giving them great field position, they're more inclined to be a little more successful. But if y'all not in y'all bag, it puts more pressure on our offense. And right now, they're not just, they're not there just yet. But still a lot of football left to be played. And with that being said, you know, you've been a part of a team where you lose your starting quarterback. We saw the injury uh, that happened with Kenny Pickett. Um, even though the offense wasn't having a lot of success, what was the reaction seeing Kenny go down with that that injury, lower leg injury? Well, we didn't. I didn't know. I know me specifically didn't know what the injury was. I just saw him limping, being very ginger on whichever leg it was. So I thought it was yeah. an ankle injury, to be quite honest with you. So I didn't know um, what injury it was. And then when we got inside, they were saying that it was his knee, but still no real information and today came out and say he had an MRI and everything came back pretty negative still don't know how much time he's going to miss um but I mean we'll see you know so right now they're saying it's some type of a knee injury right now Mm -hmm. um don't know what you know what type of knee injuries you know plenty you know leg ligaments and 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 things like that in the knee area in, in the knee area so I don't know um, what the specific injury is, but I do know that it is in the knee area and don't know how much time he will miss. What What's the message? What's the message from, you know, leadership and Mike Tomlin after a loss like that? Like what, what is Mike T saying in, in regards to the leaders on the team? You know, what are the leaders planning, planning on doing to kind of get this thing right back in the right direction? Well, you know, after watching tape today, like coach always says, never mystical. And, you know, that may sound so mundane and a word that's used over and over and over, but it's true. You know, we just have to do our job, do our part, do our responsibilities within that defense to help us win that down. Um, I just think, um, like you said, as a defense, you always want to have a hot start. You always want to, you know, start off the game, you know, in, in the right in, in, in the right direction. But if it don't so happen fall that way, you gotta find a way to get your way, get yourself out of that minutiae. Um, 
And that's one one thing we're gonna have to continue to find out, you know, about ourselves throughout the the course of this season because we know there's gonna be another week like that, you know, at, at some point, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in the in the 15, however many games we have left in the season. So we just have to do a better job of putting a blanket on the fire once it once it once it does start, you know, not you know, not continue to put gasoline on the fire. If that makes sense, so yeah, um, we just have to do a better job of having a control uh, of the game when a team does find a way to get momentum or does have a couple of drives where they're driving the ball up and down the field and we're kind of scrambling and looking around and trying to make plays. Just got to settle down, do your job. We know our defense is successful. We've seen it, we, you know, mm-hmm. time and time again. Yeah. We just have to settle in and do our job collectively so we can be successful Successful collectively. Like Coach always says, we all, uh, what he says, uh, successful, uh, uh, together we eat. Together mm-hmm. we eat. Yeah. And, and you know, somebody got to make a play. You know right. what I mean? Somebody got to make it play. Y'all got to talk that thing into existence in the field. And that's that the thing, thing though, too, Matt, when you say somebody got to make a play, Plays come to the ball finds guys when they're doing their job. Yeah, sometimes you got you got to be out of your gap and be a ball player. But 80% of the time, you have to be in a position of doing your job, yep. being where you're supposed to be to make that play. No doubt. And, you know, Mike Tomlin doing his presser right at the end of the game, I think he mentioned something about making some wholesale changes. Has any changes been made yet, or is more so about, you know, just looking in the mirror and everybody doing a better job? Um, Obviously, you know, those decisions and things like that are something that comes from upstairs. But for the most part, today was like a regular Monday, win, lose, and draw. Mm -hmm. You know, we clean up the tape, get our workout in, our run, and, you know, tomorrow's our off day. So, you know, Definitely have to look ourselves in the mirror, like he, like he, like he says, co- coaches included, mm-hmm. um, having to demand more. You know, players having to be more receptive to the coaching, um, and being just more detail oriented. You know, far as like I talked about, being where yeah. you're supposed to be. You know, it, 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 like <laughs> being a, being a coach meeting so much. I'm just always finding myself using his catchphrases, but. He's so right, man. It it is not mystical, man. It really isn't, and it just comes down to, you know, everybody communicating, everybody being on the same page, everybody understanding um, what we're about to get, smashing the run, set ourselves up for success, having make make routine plays routinely. Exactly. Yeah, I'd say this much, man. Like I know the fans are very, very passionate, and they should be. They they use they're used to seeing winning football. Even in in losses, they're used to seeing winning football. And that was a humbling experience Sunday. And a wise man once told me the biggest sign of humility is saying grace before you eat crow. Mm. And y'all had to eat some crow Sunday. You know what I mean? You had to eat crow. And I don't know if you're saying your grace before you eat it, but you had to eat it. And that's a it's an eye-opening experience. And that's the unique thing about the NFL for me. And I tell people this all the time. There's no guarantee. 
Like Yo. I partake in gambling, you know, talking gambling, and of course, betting on games. And people feel like, oh, this is a for sure. No, there's no such, especially the NFL. That's why the NFL is the greatest game in our country because the unexpected happens all the time. Yeah. It happens. That's why every day you got to put forth your best effort because that opposing team has the best players in the world as well. Right. And if you're not careful, they can hit you in the mouth. And y'all got hit in the mouth and nobody played good. Nobody coached good. It was a it was a disappointing display of football from all cylinders with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's the most unique thing as well. Everyone, everyone knows exactly what they did wrong and what they can do yeah. better. Now it's about looking yourself in the mirror. And for our fans, let me find a way to cheer you up real quick. So, Pat P, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, listen, rain, sunshine, good weather. If you lose, they're mad. They're going to be talking on social media. Okay, it's cool. We understand that. That's what you're supposed to do because you, you, you've seen six sticky Lombardis in your lifetime if you're an individual of 50 years or more, right? You've seen at least six of them at some point in time. Either highlights or in person. Who cares? So we understand. But I'll say this, right? I was once a part of a team in 2005 where we lost three straight games. And three of those games we lost to were divisional games. And people were talking so bad about us. Fans were saying whatever they wanted to say. We lost a close one to Baltimore. We got kicked in the face by Indy on Monday night. They 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 beat us bad. Then we gave up 38 points to Cincinnati. Pat P, everybody was talking crazy about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We solved. We did we that we can't get it right. We're gonna miss the playoffs. This is a horrible team. Now, mind you, that team a year ago won 15 games, right? So the expectation was fairly high in 2005. All we did was look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what? Every individual can do better, at least five percent better. If you do five percent better and that adds up, guess where we'll be at the end of the day? And we went on a four-game winning streak, lo and behold, won a championship with a second-year quarterback in Big Ben, right? That is the mindset you guys got to have. Because outsiders going to say whatever they're supposed to say, especially their fans, right. they're going to say that, right? But you can't allow somebody to rent space in your head for free. Oh, you no. can't. When you play the game of football, they're going to cheer for you, which they're supposed to do, and they're going to talk about you when things are not going well as a team. That's what, they, that's what fans do. But you can't allow them to rent space in your head for free. So all you got to do is go back to the drum board. Hey, it is, that's the unique thing about the game of football. It's like life. You face so many adversities in life. You face so many adversities in the game. And you've been in the game for a long, long time. Future Hall of Fame. So as leader, as a leader, and all the other leaders you guys got, and listen, man, y'all know what we did. We stunk it up. We did. We came, we were sleeping at the wheel, and we got hit in the mouth. <laughs> that we did. Yep. It, it, was, it was like Spence and Crawford. You know what I mean? You came, it was like, yeah, we, it, we, 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 we show up, we gonna win. Uh-uh. The Houston, Texas was was Terrence Crawford, and it hit y'all in the mouth, laid y'all down. So yeah. that's it was a humbling experience. So you had to eat crow, and crow don't taste good. But before we go, I like to apologize, Pat P, to you and the team. Do you know why? Why? I accidentally spoke something to existence last week. What you what you spoke to existence, man? I, you know, Pat P, I be talking too much, and sometimes what I say it happens. You remember what I said when we talked about the delay. I said, boy, it feel better oh. being delayed with a win than having a delay with a loss. God dang it. God. Man, I, I tell you. I, I tell you, man. But, <laughs> Keep your mouth shut, man. <laughs> hey, I'm sitting here. It's about 8 o'clock at night. 
I see a, a message say the Pittsburgh Steelers have yet to leave Houston. Another delay. I'm like, Another what? delay. Because yeah, for our fans and our listeners, when you play a one o'clock game, it's safe to say you're probably in the air no later than six o'clock, if not yeah. before. Like, really, it, it, it's four o'clock. The game's over around four. You shower up, interviews, get your snack, hit to the airport. You probably should be in the air, you know, six, six thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently around nine o'clock, the Steelers were still on the ground. What happened yeah. this time with, with that delay? Uh, honestly, I don't know because it wasn't it wasn't really uh, no, knowing you. You probably was sleep because you know you go to sleep quick on a plane. No, nah, I was asleep on this one. <laughs> I was around, you know, chatting with the guys on, on the plane on this one. But yeah, I, I really don't know what 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 was the issue on this one. Um, but I do know we did not have to change planes. Um, we ended up leaving um, whenever we did. But yeah, another delay, man. Man, what a oh. loss this time. It's my fault. Steelers, yeah, they should blame fault, me. Blame I am me. blaming you. I am blaming you. Keep your mouth <laughs> shut, man. Dog on it. I ain't mentioned nothing about no more delays or no more L's. I'm leave that low. I ain't say that. But at least y'all home this week. So Yeah, we home. Y'all home, right? That's a little, you, you shouldn't be delayed at home. You know what? Let me be quiet. Shut up. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Please. Hey. We're going to take a break. Let me shut my mouth. When we come back, Ravens preview. Let's- Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go. Pat P, everything that went wrong last week in Houston, mm-hmm. the great state of Texas, could be corrected if you take care of your business against a divisional four in the Baltimore Ravens. Y'all want to know in the division with a win against the Cleveland Browns. Ravens preview is here. Hearing so yep. much about this rivalry, Pat P, what are your expectations and excitement level to play in, in, play in this ballgame finally? Uh, I'm expecting it to be a heavyweight bout, to be quite honest with you. Um, Slugfest, a lot of blood to be shed. (laughs) Uh, But I'm I'm extremely excited to be a part of this this game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and and the Baltimore Ravens. I think what you call black and blue? Yeah. No, no, black and blue is the NFC North. That's what they call it, NFC North. Oh, okay, black and blue is the NFC North, but what is is this game? Does this game have a Pacific name or anything like that? No, it just you know if you ain't careful, you can get a black eye. That's what you know. yeah. <laughs> if you're not careful, you go, your eye gonna get well, tinted a uh, raccoon eye. Yeah, well, for for that for that being said, yeah, you can potentially get a black eye or potentially be a fight being broken out. So yeah. We understand the uh, – well, I understand. I know the team understands this as well, how important this game is um, to us, not only 
it's the Baltimore Ravens because it's the next one um, after a loss. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I really, really am, man. I, I know it's going to be a lot of excitement in the stadium. I know, uh, obviously, with uh, Lamar Action Jackson coming to town, yeah, uh, I'm extremely excited to finally get an opportunity to play against him. Um, yeah, man. So this game is huge. This game is huge. I'm excited. The team is excited. We're ready to roll, man. Try to get this bad taste out of our mouths. Yeah, and also, too, you talk about Lamar Jackson. He's from Broward County. He's from Pompano, you know, the same mm -hmm. area you're from. Uh, after you guys, you know, get this dub against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, reach out to me, talk to him on the field, man, see if you want to come on the podcast. Not necessarily after a loss, but, you know, maybe a few weeks <laughs> down the line since, you know, he's okay. Broward County. He, he, he a I see what I can guy. do. Yeah, he's yes, a Pompano sir, guy. I see what I can do. Yeah, so don't – you. I, I don't know, uh, you know – if how bad the loss could be, but at some point in time, you know, it might be a TV time. I say, hey, man, come on the podcast, man. We we'll treat them good, <laughs> you know. We'll treat them good. I, so I, I of course I played with the Pittsburgh Steelers for some years. I've been a part of a lot of Ravens Steeler matchups. I remember the first time my rookie year, we were getting ready to play Baltimore, right, Pat P. And, uh -huh. Okay, back in those days, the the game was more physical than it is now. Like people were getting put to sleep left and right, and it was no big oh, deal. I remember a couple of yeah. them on Sunday yes. night football. So I remember we were going to Baltimore, and that Monday, the weight room was filled up, the training was filled up. So in my mind, I'm like, you know, I used to always try to get me a little workout in Mondays anyway. You know, I keep my buys and tries in my back, right. so you had to keep my back wide. But I'm like, why everybody in there? <laughs> boy, it's like, it's Baltimore week, boy. You better get make sure you got to do extra this week, because if you don't care for, boy, if you're not careful, your body ain't going to hold up. It's a physical <laughs> game. I'm like, what? I said, man, y'all tripping, man. It can't be any more. It can't be that much more physical, more physical than what I've seen. Like I've been seeing grown men running to each other, you know, for quite some weeks for, for some weeks now. Like, no, nah, man, Matt, better get in that cold tub. Pat P, I hate the cold tub. I, I never been a cold tub guy. I'm mm -hmm. like, bro, I'm not doing no cold tub. Like, Matt, get in the cold tub. Willie, put all the running backs, get in the cold tub, neck all the way up, water, ice. <laughs> Monday, yeah, Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Everybody, man. We go to Baltimore. This is my first time ever seeing Ray Lewis in person. So that back in those days, it's to call you out as an individual, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone, Ray, because Ray was the last person. So I was trying to figure out why our entire sideline was standing up, right? <laughs> so they're like, I say, man, why y'all standing up? Man, you know, usually guys warming up, going through their little prep right before the game. So I asked one of the older guys, I said, man, why everybody standing? He said, man, Ray about to come up. I'm like, Ray about to come up. <laughs> So, hey, Pat P, for the 10 defenders that came before Ray, they had a, a different song. Mm. When Ray came out, they switched the whole song. They went to put that Nelly on. It's hot in here. Dun, dun. The lights went to flicking. So, you know, in Baltimore, they got field turf. But yeah. for Ray, they put a little a little pallet out of real grass. I remember that. Because he uh -huh. eat the grass and he throw it in the air and do the squirrel. Yeah. Man, they had fire coming from everywhere. It was like a concert, like a Beyonce concert. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I said, man, this is Ray. Man, Ray came out, hit that squirrel, man. And went there, ate the, got the grass and ate the grass, man. And went there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And ran through. Man, I felt like the stadium was shaking. I said, oh, hey. Yes, <laughs> I said, boy, if we ain't right, boy. Boy, it might get ugly. Hey. hey, that thing! Hey, that, that I've been—I saw that interest one time, and I must say that that's the most special, entertaining, yeah, intro for a ball player I've ever seen, hands down. Man, not even close. 
Man, listen, man, that's one of my fondest memories against you watching. Of course, my number one memory would be the Troy Palomalo pick that led us to winning that AFC championship game because we beat him three times that year. And then, of Mm. course, that led us, you know, gave us opportunity to get to the Super Bowl, get our second Super Bowl. So my overall record against the Ravens is seven and seven, right? Five and seven in regular season play, two and no in playoffs. So I never lost to the Baltimore Ravens in playoffs. So that's dope. Um, when you talk about the Ravens, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, man. Of course, Lamar Jackson. As we are, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They dealing the, You don't know if you're going to see OBJ, uh, Rashad Bateman. A lot of their guys did not play last week against the Cleveland Browns. But luckily enough for them, they faced off against a, a, a rookie quarterback in DTR. Um, so not knowing our status with our quarterback, you know, what, what's your mindset with this game? Because usually when the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers plays a low-scoring affair, um, T.J. Watt loves Lamar Jackson, by the way. Two quarterbacks that T.J. Watt love in our division, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. And I think those two guys probably hate T.J. Watt. But knowing this is a divisional game, is going to be low scoring. What's your mindset knowing that defense is going to be at a premium on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, we have to play better than what we played last week, for sure. Um, like you said, this this matchup is always a low scoring affair, always a defensive battle. Um, comes down to the last drive, field goal, or two-point play, or whatever the case may be. Um, but we 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 understand that we have to be on our P's and Q's at all times, man. We cannot start a neutral. We cannot get warmed up to it. No, we have no. To come out no. With our hair on fire, man. No question. And, and yeah. Set the tone defensively, especially. Um, set the tone from the first play, you know. Uh, yes. You know, Danny, our special team coach, does a great job, man, telling the guys today, man, you you ought to – it's a privilege to start the game as a special team because it's going to be kickoff or kickoff return. No doubt about it. You set the tone. You, you run into somebody tone. and put so somebody to sleep that, real quick. That get yeah. the defense fired up. Not to sleep. I don't want to say to sleep. I'm not, I'm not, you know, pro people going to sleep, but I'm just saying running to somebody – Violently, is that better? Right. I think because I don't want to promote no, someone. You just go down. Just, just say you go at the. If you go down and make a play within <laughs> run into somebody with, in the fifteen-yard line, <laughs> that set the defense up to, uh, for success. Just say no that. Question. Hey, we used to have a few guys, man. Shots out to uh, my class, my draft mates, and Andre Frazier, who was a free agent, and Ar- Arno Harrison, who was a free agent as well. Those guys really earned their living on special teams, Pat P. And they mm-hmm. used to tell the older guys, "Watch me." When that first kickoff, they used to sit here and tell all you because you know the starters, you know how to be. You, 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 y'all waiting down here by the 20 yard line for where, where right. the kick is going to be so y'all can run the football field. Them boys used to tell the guys on the defensive side, the starters, hey, if you, if your mind ain't right right now, watch me, watch what I do. And yes, literally, sir. if it's a, if the ball goes out of the end zone or if the returner catches it, they run it into somebody. And right. when they get there, when they put that Rydell on them, they, Boy, people, man, when I tell you people used to get put to sleep on that kickoff, and back in those days, they had a wedge. You know, you remember used to set the wedge. Right. On. Yeah, the man, man, shots out to Dre, man, and honor boy. Them boys running their head first, and somebody ain't coming out. Somebody, I was like, boy, y'all somebody's not coming out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, you know, back in them, Dre had that, that, that neck, you know, the linebackers nowadays don't play with the neck collar. Uh-huh. <laughs> that little car seat behind his head. So you know he was looking for action. And Snellyville, man, Arnold was just, <laughs> them boy was head hunters, man. So you're right. That special teams is extremely important, man, in regards to setting the tone. Uh, do you feel, Pat P, and it's still early in the season, the month of October, is there any pressure, you know, coming off the loss and then having a divisional foe next up? Uh, pressure in terms of what? 
we know how important winning is. But right. of course, you know, you're 500. You take another loss, you're below 500. You're still in a decent spot in regards to divisional race, one and one. But just finding a way, because with the Baltimore Ravens right now, they have two wins in the division. They beat Cincinnati already. Um, and they just beat Cleveland. And they just beat Cleveland. Did they beat Cincinnati? No, Baltimore beat. Yeah, yeah they, beat, they beat Cincinnati first beat game Cincinnati? of the year. No, they had Houston first game of the year. So they played Houston. No. Yeah, yeah, and then Cincinnati. They went. I know they went to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they beat them week two. So if they beat you guys, they got three game, a three-game lead on the division. So most so I'm talking about pressure two game in the division. Lead. Two game lead. Yeah, two game lead. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I won't necessarily say it's pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's still early, but we quite frankly need and want to win this game for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because this will set us up, you know, in the long haul when you have an opportunity to have a leg up on your on a uh on a divisional foe. You know, so I won't say there's pressure now, um, but we definitely needs to we need to play better consistently um, in order to put ourselves in better position to to earn the right to be able to win games. Mm, no question. Well said. Hey, okay. Before we go, y'all know what time it is. It's prediction time. God damn it. Something got to give. I don't know if it's gonna be Trubisky or Kenny. I think it's probably going to be Trubisky. Trubisky is an opportunity because, see, this is a great situation for a guy like Trubisky. You walk into a situation where it really ain't no pressure. You know what I'm saying? Because they really ain't expecting a lot because you ain't the starter. They just want you to kind of manage the system. You know what I mean? Be an Uber driver. You know what I mean? Just drive the speed limit and drop off where you need to drop off, pick up where you need to pick up. But in those situations, sometimes guys flourish. I remember yeah. when I was in the start, I was a backer. They threw me out there. I'm like, well, heck, they th- they expected me to fail, so I ain't got no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything I do is a plus. Like, oh, shit, sure, he actually did a good job. We were thinking he was going to fail out there. Huh. <laughs> and sometimes people flourish in those moments. So you know what, Trubisky, it's your opportunity, baby. I'm not hoping or wishing, but I don't know what the status is. I could be wrong. Kenny might be ready to go. But if he ain't ready to go, Trubisky, it's your opportunity. Give us a little something. That's all. So with that being said, Pat P, 1914. Steelers win 1914. No question. And these ball games, it'd be a weird score. Like how you get these yeah. type scores. It'd be over that's 18 or 15 type game. You know what I mean? 15 to 12 yeah. or 9. 1914 Steelers win. Let's see exactly how close I get. 1914. And, and I know one thing I don't do for all my gamblers out there. I don't bet with the Pittsburgh Steelers because I'm already emotionally involved. I can't be emotionally involved and financially involved because that might yeah. put me in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, you might lose your, you might lose your mind, man. We don't, yeah, need, so we don't, I, need, yeah. we don't need Matt to lose his mind. No, there are too many other games I can bet on. I don't touch the Steelers when it comes to money. I leave it alone. <laughs> Pat P, I know when you locked in, you're locked in, right? But yeah. we got to tap into around the league. Have you caught wind of this Taylor Swift phenomenon that's going on with the NFL? Um, to be quite honestly, but I've seen it, but I haven't really caught wind of it, you know, to pay a, a lot of attention to it. I remember the mm-hmm. one time when it first came out, I know they was talking about her more than, you know, the actual game. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the game last night, um, so I wasn't able to, you know, see all the, at, uh, camera, camera time she was getting there. Yep. Um, so, like I said, so I haven't really been following it to really catch wind, but seems pretty dope though that 
you know, that hey. that she's into football and, and she ain't into football. Travis, she she's supporting uh, whatever they got going on. She they showed her 17 times last night. The NBC announced that Sunday's night, Sunday night's Chiefs Jets game averaged 27 million viewers, making it the most watched show since the Super Bowl. That's wow. that's one Taylor Swift effect. Like wow. with her just being in a suite, it became the most watched show <laughs> since the freaking Super Bowl. And she didn't even of, say a word. She didn't say a word. They just showed her cheering and talking to people in the suite from afar, and right. people are watching. Travis Kelsey jersey sales has increased dramatically. 100% or something like that. Yes. His podcast with him and his brother is now number one on Apple. Uh, viewership increased among females across all age groups, adding more than 2 million female viewers. It, 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 it's Wow. Audience peaked at more than 29 million viewers in the second quarter. Mm. It, it, yeah, I, I, I guess it's definitely a, 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 a swifty effect, or however they want to call it. <laughs> Man, the NFL is benefiting from Taylor Swift. Like oh, no, she, no, no, no. she, she's entitled to whatever it is she would like to get because hey, they're making so much what, money. What you got? The league, they want to invite her to every game and try to find a way to put. The Chiefs well, on more television games. Well, they're going to tell Travis, don't you mess it up now. Don't, don't you oh, do something man. you ain't got no business doing. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, better keep this woman happy. Because <laughs> it means a lot for all of us, right? All of us. All Together, of us. We... So, yeah, so you better make sure whatever you got going on, listen, you better, hey, focus on her. Now, offseason, you can be a screw-up. If you want to screw something up in the offseason, go ahead. But right now? Mm-mm. For these four, for these four to six week months, we need you. And her. <laughs> we need her. We need y'all together as a unit, power couple. Well, shouts out to Taylor Swift. Um, I understand you're talking to Travis, and cl- clearly y'all got a thing going on. But if you ever want to mention all things covered, just whispering it, or you know, we'll take it. We'll take whatever little debris we can get, <laughs> whatever extra debris that's floating out there. Uh, in, in regards to momentum. I, we'll take it, Pat P. Just whatever, whatever little debris. No doubt about it. Hey, uh, Khalil Mack had six sacks. Last time I checked, he just sacked the quarterback again. Uh, Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. He had six sacks. What's the Great. best single game defensive performance you've ever seen? Or what about you as an individual? What like what was the best game you've ever been a part of as a defender or as a you know returner? Like your best game ever, stat wise. Uh. Man, I probably go my best game ever. I'll probably have to say against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity to play against Vincent Jackson. Um, you remember your numbers? Yeah, I had two picks on like maybe six tackles, I think. Two pit six tackles, a couple of PBUs. Um, but wait, what made that game so special? Um, because I got both of my picks to basically win us the game because we was down 10-0 with like eight minutes ago when I got my first pick, gave the offense the ball back at like maybe the 17-yard line. We score, we come back on defense, we stop them. Offense go back and score again. Mm. I think, I think they fumbled. 
we got a good they fumbled a kick return or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember, but the offense ended up getting the, the, the ball in good field position again or a yeah. punt return. Somebody got the ball in good field position again. We end up scoring and taking the lead 14 10 mm-hmm. with a minute and something left in the game. Um, and they tried to, uh, you know, drive the ball down, get the ball to Steven Jackson. No, actually, they ran, the, uh, we was in a palms coverage and they tried to get the running back out of the backfield and I was guarding Vincent Jackson. He was running like a dig and I had my eyes in the backfield the whole time and I was able to uh, slip up under that and uh, pick off that pass. You know, I had a pretty good game against Vincent too. He had two catches, 27 yards. My, my best game came against Tampa as well. Um, It's funny that you mentioned Tampa. My best game came against Tampa as well. Mm. Uh, Yeah. What was your numbers? Uh, I had a pick, forced a fumble, like six tackles, and I think four PBUs against Joey Joey nice. Galloway. I was covering, so I, nice. I can't. I never forget that. Hey, well, Pat Pete. Hey, it was fun catching up with you. Of course, yes, the recapping and the preview. Uh, let's get ready to get back in the winning column. Steeler Nation, be there to support divisional game coming up. Let's rock and roll. Here we go.